Welcome to the community where passion for life and healthy sexuality connect beautifully and easily. I'm your host, Amanda Ammons, and my goal in life is to help you thrive. And a huge part of that is your sex life. Your one life was meant to be amazing, sex included. You most likely haven't been shown this, but I'm here to tell you, you're beautifully and intricately made. Made for more, made for the best. However your journey brought you here, join me in a new conversation about one of the most amazing things ever created, intricate, passionate intercourse. Together, let's break the shame cycle. Let's learn how to please and be pleased. Let's fight fear, find freedom, and freaking have fun. Welcome to the Passion Connected Show. Hey friends, welcome back to the Passion Connected Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I took last week off and after some discussion with my husband, assessing my own life, and even talking to some of my listeners who were just saying that, you know, they have a hard time actually keeping up with every episode every week and they end up binging episodes. And so um, after all of this assessment, I really like the new schedule of doing an episode every other week instead of every week. So that is what we are going to be adjusting this podcast to. Plus, it also gives me the time to be able to really invest in each of these episodes, make sure that I'm doing all my research, make sure that I'm giving you guys the best content possible gives me a little bit more time to plan, um, especially with my recent POTS diagnosis, with grad school, with having two babies. Um, So I really want this to be intentional. I never want to just be slapping anything up there. And I want you guys to have the time and opportunity to be able to listen to each of those episodes. So that is what we are going to be doing. The new schedule is every other week for Passion Connected Podcast. That being said, we're going to move on to today's topic, which, man, I am so pumped about. There's so much that I have to say, we are talking about infertility. And I have had a few people reach out to me before just asking personal questions on how to handle their marriage, how to handle sex, how to handle the problem and the complication that infertility is. And as with everything on this podcast, this topic, it has so much that goes into it because everybody's story with infertility is so unique. Whether it's a month of of trying, whether it's six years of trying, whether it's doing um, infertility treatments and injections, whether it's just tracking your cycle, having these discussions with your spouse, whether it's deciding to adopt or to do foster care or a whole host of things go into it. Your emotions are impacted. Your finances are impacted. Your marriage is impacted. Your parenting is impacted. I mean, there's, there's so, so much. And that is the, the problem when people have brought infertility up to me. It's like there's a lot of different things that we have to address. And the reason that this episode is coming out today is because I was doing some research for one of my courses, my testing, assessing, and appraisal course. And we had to go through some of the literature, find some articles to just read up. Like you're supposed to keep up on, you know, recent research because it really, really impacts how you are going to counsel people and, and the, the influence that um, you need to actually have. And one of the articles that came up was so timely, and it was titled, Emotional Disorders, Marital Adoption, and Moderating Role of Social Support for Couples Under Treatment for Infertility. And 
Oh, it was such a good article. I learned so much. I made so many notes. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about it. So the basic overview of this research was just addressing all of these facets and looking at somebody who's going through infertility treatment, but I believe that really this can help anybody who's dealing with infertility and the different aspects of their lives, everything from internal and personal, like like mental disorders or emotional struggles um, to their marriage, which, can, which is often the questions that I get, which is how to handle marriage and sex um, and all of those sorts of things to also outside of the couple and getting social support. And what does that look like to bring other people into this story to start getting help from people um, to make sure that you're healthy. So before we get into some of the action taking steps and ways that you can support yourself, I want to first address some of the things that come up with infertility. So first of all, this article specifically, but most articles that I have seen that address infertility focused on the emotional disorders of depression and anxiety. And we're talking that they can get really serious. I mean, you start looking for that positive pregnancy test and the anxiety that comes with that, or you see the negative, or you see the finances that are being poured into this, or just the arguments or the discussions that you have with your spouse or the feelings of anxiety that come up when you're about to have sex. And you're like, I really hope that this is it. I really hope that this is the time I've planned it. I know when I'm ovulating, I know that now, now, now go, go, go. And the mixture of emotions of depression and anxiety are huge. And it really, really impacts people because obviously you are putting all of this pressure and you're putting all of these emotions onto these things that that could be or should be joyful and end up being just something that hangs over your head. Sex turns into, I've heard people specifically tell me that sex turns into a stress. It turns into a chore. It turns into something that they don't even want to do outside of the times that they know that they're trying to get pregnant because that's all that they can focus on. And they do positions that they know are supposed to help them get pregnant. And they do, you know, all of these things that um, the focus of sex and the focus of baby making and the focus of getting pregnant becomes difficult. And it's understandable. But the problem lies in the fact that this article was addressing how cyclical it is. And this is what I thought was absolutely fascinating. So the data shows that there is a significant association between infertility and the loss of self-esteem, of guilt, of frustration, of anxiety, of depression, of marital problems, particularly sexual problems, and women are most effective. But what is worse is, like I said, it's cyclical, meaning that the depression and, and anxiety of infertility causes more infertility, causes more depression, causes more infertility, causes more depression, and so on. It is this cycle that impacts, and it's so difficult because when you're in that, when you're in the moment, how do you, how do you, how do you get out of that? How do you react in a way that's not anxious, that's not filled with this dread or this depression or this sorrow when it is such a desire in your heart to have a child? It is such a desire for this to work out, for sex to be beautiful, for it to have something good and fruitful that comes from it, and it's not happening. You don't want all those negative emotions. 
You don't want all of those problems. You don't want the lack of self-esteem. You don't want the guilt, um, but it hits you. And then because all of those hormones get adjusted, because all of those negative emotions impact your body, it impacts your ability to have a kid. And, and it's just this cycle that just keeps going down. And so in this article, it was addressing how do we stop that? How do we make this? How do, how do we insert something in this cycle that breaks what is happening here? So we start the spiral up towards positive emotions, towards good marriage adjustment, towards healthy sexuality, towards a healthy body that will thus also impact the fertility possibility. Hey friends, I thought I would give you an update on my book reading this year. I am at 79 books that I have read this year, which is super exciting. I can't wait to continue that. I still have three months left that I plan to stack in quite a few more. And that has only been possible because I have both an Audible and a Kindle Unlimited subscription. If you guys haven't tried this out, I really highly recommend it. With Audible, you can go ahead and sign up for a free month and get two free books that you get to keep no matter whether you cancel that subscription or not. It is time that you started learning, started growing, started being your best self. And so much of that comes through reading and books. So if that sounds like a deal to you, go ahead and click in the show notes below. There will be a link to Audible where you can sign up for free and get those two free books. And as a side note to this, I do want to say that this is not just women. So they did focus on the fact that women are most impacted, but this cycle is also impactful for men. So anxiety, depression, marriage problems, they do lower sperm density, motility, and viability. So it is impacting uh, men as well. So if they're feeling that same stress and they want to have a kid and um, they're feeling the pressure of it, it is also a cycle for them where the more infertile, the more stress, the more infertile, the more stress and so on. So this article started addressing, okay, here's these couples, here's the cycle that they've been going through. Um, it as assessed their marriage. It assessed, man, it was a battery of tests. It was like I think six different assessments that these couples went through, everything from um, the Beck depression inventory to the Beck anxiety inventory, um, the marriage, I can't remember, the dyadic adjustment, marriage assessment, like all of these different things. Like these couples went through the whole shebang. Um, and then the people who wrote this article, which I will have the article linked in the show notes if you want to go check it out. Um, but they went through, okay, what is it that actually makes a positive impact? What breaks the cycle? And they found social support is super significant in impacting the psychological distress, such as depression and anxiety in having a positive impact in marital adjustment. Um, it does so much. And so what does this look like? And for them, they weren't necessarily assessing like just friendships. They kept it more in the immediate. So having social support of family, of somebody who has gone through infertility themselves, and of making sure that the partner, um, that they were supporting each other, that the marriage was its own social support and focusing in on that as well. Because that's the, that's the first line of defense is you are each other's best social support and then going outside of that. And this is not to say that friends are not beneficial because friends can be super beneficial. But if you were dealing with infertility, Finding a way to, to bring in people 
that have dealt with infertility, that can talk to you about it, that can support you in ways that you maybe don't even know. I think oftentimes women um, come up against what was I saw a post the other day that, you know, someone was saying, everybody asks moms, like, if you ever need help, like, just reach out. And it's like, you, you don't know what to ask for. Because are you asking that person to take your kid to soccer practice? Or are you asking that person to bring you a home cooked meal? Like, you don't always know what you need. And you don't know how other people can help. But if you bring in somebody who has dealt with infertility, um, whether that's an infertility group, which there are those out there, or that is a friend who's dealt with it, or a doctor, or getting a therapist who specializes with women or infertility or with marital things or whatever it is that you want to focus on, um, or just bringing your family in and saying like, I need support in this area. This is how, you know, how you can support me, but finding those people that can be really direct and impactful in this specific area and not necessarily just a support to you in general, because when it comes to infertility, I mean, oftentimes it can be all you think about. You're counting down the days to ovulation. You're eating all of the things that are going to help. You are taking all the medications. You're calling all the doctors saying, okay, when can I start treatment? Or I've been on treatment this long in this way. And, and can we try the new thing or can we try the next thing? And then, you know, you're planning out sex and you're letting your partner know this is when I want to do it. And the stress is all on you here and there. And all you think about is if I were to get pregnant this month, then it's going to be how many months until I have the baby. And this would be good timing or this wouldn't be good timing. Or you're counting the number of months that it's been since you've you've started trying and the stress and everything, it can be all you think about. And so social support is huge, specifically for infertility, and not necessarily just somebody who is just in your life who's being a positive support, you need somebody that is available, that you can text whenever you are really struggling and saying, I know that I've talked to you like 20 times already this week about infertility, but I'm still just really anxious, or I'm still feeling really depressed, or I'm still feeling a lot of pressure, or I'm still really sad, or I'm crying right now. Can you help me? You know, you need to have that support that you feel like you are not going to burden this person by how much it's on your mind and how much you need them to be there to be able to support you. It was significant in the research. Social support was significant. And I think oftentimes we try to do this alone and infertility can be such an alone thing. And it's awful because it is you. It is sex. It is in your marriage. It is kids. It's planning. There's there's so much that's private about infertility and about trying to have a child. And it can be really, really hard to share. And if you want to help support yourself to get out of that negative cycle of the depression and the anxiety and the stress and the marital problems that are also influencing your fertility, get some social support. And one of the primary people, like I said before, that can be a social support is your husband. Now he may also be dealing with this, whatever it looks like. Oftentimes it is women that are impacted more, but that doesn't mean that your spouse is not impacted. But if he can be a social support to you, if he has that emotional capacity, if he feels like he can be there, have both partners be involved, have him also have the fertility app on his phone so he can see when your cycle is and when you're wanting to plan things or 
have him be involved with your treatment. Have him come to doctor's appointments so that he knows what's going on. He knows what this is like for you. Set aside time where you know that you're going to sit down and have a cup of tea or have a cup of coffee and you're going to talk together and just say, hey, I need real talk time with you. I need real cry time with you where I have a solid couple of hours that I can just tell you how difficult this has been for me so that they know and they're prepared. Like we're going to talk about this and this is going to be the focus and I need to be there to support my partner. Whatever that looks like, see how much you can get them involved. Don't do this alone because it's not just you. And oftentimes men just get the backside of things where it's like you're saying, okay, we need to be in this position and it needs to be right now and it needs to be at this time. Um, and I need to go pick up this medication from whatever. Um, and I'm supposed to be eating all of this and, and they're there and they're seeing some of those things, but they're just an outside participant viewing you take control of all of that, bring them in, have this be a partnership, have this be a teamwork thing because, and this part is so encouraging. If there's anything that I want you to take away from this podcast episode, if you have dealt with infertility, it is this studies show that infertility has the amazing ability over time to draw a couple closer. If you can be a team through this, if you can be best friends, despite the stresses in the moment, despite the sexual dissatisfaction, despite the reduced intimacy that in the moment is really, really common and is really hard to deal with, If you as a team can take them in stride, if you can work through this together, if you can be a partnership of support for one another, it will strengthen your marriage. And I think that this is, this was the part of the article that just, I think blew my mind the most because oftentimes it's really hard to see how struggles bring us closer. And I know that, you know, it says in the Bible that... (laughs) these trials, these tribulations will strengthen your character. And I try to hang on to that for dear life when things come up. But it's really hard, especially in marriage, because oftentimes those stresses, those feelings, the depression, the the difficulties, it can make it feel like that marriage is falling apart. But if we look at it as these fights, these struggles, these stresses are so that we can learn to work better together are so that we can get closer. And if we hold on to this idea that infertility isn't something that will break us apart, but instead will bring us closer together. I mean, I feel like that is just so changing, so changing to the concept of infertility because infertility can make it feel like marriages are falling apart, can make it feel like you're on separate sides of the planet, can make it feel like everything is just difficult and sex is difficult, and arguments are frequent, or whatever else it is that is going on in your marriage, however it manifests itself, it can make it feel in the moment like, is this marriage going to work? Are we going to make it through this? If we can, if we can hang on to this idea that our marriage is just getting stronger, and we're going to come out of infertility, whatever it looks like, we're going to come out of this stronger and better and more capable, and more in love, and with better sex, and with a better family dynamic, like it is going to be good if we can just hang on this together, be each other's support, and know that this isn't going to be something that tears us apart. I just thought, I just thought that that was so crazy. I did not expect that I would have anticipated that 
infertility would have been more of a reason to break cows apart. But it's like, if they can, if they can get through this, if they can get through the infertility stage together, then they're going to be stronger and more beautiful and more amazing and able to help other people go through this, able to tell and share their story and just have a beautiful, intimate partnership, a beautiful, intimate friendship with each other. To summarize, infertility sucks. It sucks. It's awful. It's not fair. It's not right. It's not how this world should work. It's not what's anticipated. Nobody should have to struggle to have a child. And I hate that. And I hate that for you. If you're listening and you're somebody who is in the middle of it or has dealt with it, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that that is something that you've had to struggle with. And I'm so sorry for all of the areas that is impacted in your life. But no, you're going to come out of this stronger. And if you need help, first line of defense, find yourself some social support, whether that's me, whether that's friends, family, um, a therapist, your husband, find somebody um, who can walk through this journey with you, support you, even if it's after the fact, even if you've had a kid and just want to talk about the fact that those years of infertility were awful, those months of infertility were awful, um, support yourself. It's okay. This is a hard, difficult thing, but you don't have to do it alone. All right, friends, that's all I have for you this week. If this was helpful for you, please leave a five-star review and a comment on Apple Podcasts. It does so, so much. The last review on this podcast blew me away. Um, I love you guys. And, and the feedback was, I don't know, it's just been amazing. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad I get to support you. And if you ever have questions too that you want answered, if I feel like it's something that has come up or it's something that I want to answer on the podcast, I will do that. I message people, voice message people on my Instagram, which I'll have in the uh, link below all the time. But also sometimes I've taken questions and just turned them into a podcast episode because I know that other people are dealing with that. So don't be afraid to reach out to me. Um, I'm here to help. I'm here to support. And I will see you guys here in a couple weeks.